You will be listening to our interview with NASA Marshall Space Flight Center Deputy Director, Auburn Aerospace Engineering alumnus, and noted rocket graffiti artist Joseph Pelfrey in three, two, one. Well, I have a wonderful electronic invention I want you to see. It, it looks something like this. You're listening to the Hashtag Getting Podcast, brought to you by Auburn University's Samuel Ginn College of Engineering. Hello, loyal listeners to the best podcast in all of higher education. You've heard me say it before. You'll hear me say it again. Yep, you've made a good choice to tune in. You don't really tune in, though, anymore, do you? As long as they don't tune out. Yes, exactly. Then, then we're good. Thank you for not tuning out <laughs> yeah. the best podcast in all of higher education. That'd be the award-winning Hashtag getting brought to you by the Samuel Ginn College of Engineering's Office of Communications and Marketing, which I dutifully serve as a communications and marketing specialist. Uh, Joined as always. You get a little jerky in your throat right then. A little hot jerky. Oh my gosh. (laughs) It's still with me. Joseph, you ever had a ghost pepper deer jerky? Don't. <laughs> That's dehydrated, oh, right. but uh, don't take that to space. Too, yeah. <laughs> Getting ahead of myself here. Yeah, the masochist over here is uh, Austin <laughs> Phillips, who <clears throat> director of the aforementioned Office of Communications and Marketing. Looking good. I enjoy this shirt. I've been meaning to say something about yeah, it. I think, it, I think it was the, the first time I've, I've, I've yeah, had this good. one on. It, I but, know. I mean, what, that's what happens. you got to get the long sleeve out when it's 32 degrees in October. The little yard markers on your uh, shoulder there. Yeah, that, really was, that was where an Ole Miss guy ran over me, yeah. I think. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> uh, we uh, have uh, Marcus Klutz in here for some reason. Uh, supervising. <laughs> supervising. Yeah. Uh, we have uh, John Sluice on keys. A uh, What are you officially, John? Producer, producer director two. Producer director two. Yeah. Uh, we have Joe Magadori over here. Yeah, audience just kicking. Yeah, Mr. Green. And uh, today we are joined, and there's a reason, obviously, because we yeah. all there needs to be an audience. Want to sit one. at the feet? That's it. Of Joseph Pelfrey. You've heard him. What's the middle name, Joseph? John. Joseph John JJP. I like, I like it. it. I do too. Yeah, you know me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we uh, a two thousand graduate aerospace right right. any honors or anything go with that that degree was an honor that degree (laughs) by itself okay okay good there's more to that story well um yeah we're gonna hear it because i mean you started in 95 that's five years well jared so uh this is yeah this is engineering is this yeah it takes it takes longer because they do co-op philosophy takes takes seven degrees (laughs) i mean seven years Hey, like i've told you the old line from chris farley's tommy boy you know, a lot of people go to college to, <laughs> for seven years, Jer. They're called doctors. <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, we have Deputy Center Director, NASA, Marshall Space Flight Center. Is that's that, a biggie. That's, I mean, a lot of people just kind of coast. <laughs> not JJP. <laughs> not, not Joseph Pelfrey. Going to the top. Yeah, this uh, LinkedIn thing, you probably have to pay a little more money for the, uh, yeah, yeah to, to for, for this monthly uh, action to host this stuff, because these are a lot of accomplishments. Uh, we are so proud, actually, to have you in that position, and uh, thanks a ton for joining us. Yeah, is thanks that good for enough? Me. Is that I, good no, intro? that's is perfect. That? Okay. Yes, thank you. No, I mean, you got the NASA crest and everything. Yeah, the, you the know, meatball. The, you got to represent yeah, the, the meatball. The meatball. That's, that's right. what Michael called it. The meatball. It's the, the meatball. Yeah, well, yeah. So, so why are you in town? Yeah. 
So this, again, yeah, thanks for having me. This is exciting uh, to be here with you. We we had a great event today. We brought down uh, some of our industry friends uh, across North Alabama, and I came down to tell the students a little bit about what NASA's doing at Marshall, North Alabama, and, and some of the industry folks here for a job fair. And uh, as I told them, if you can't be in Auburn, you need to be in North Alabama because that's, that's where the place to be right now, and, and there's a lot of cool stuff going on, not only at NASA, but – uh, across the whole community uh, as it's growing and, and the aerospace and defense and biotech and, and everything in between. Uh, and so it was a lot of fun today to be able to talk to the students and tell them what we're doing. And, uh, of course, a lot of them want to know how to get a job, and uh, that was a lot of fun. So uh, they had to pull me away because I was having too much fun talking to students. Well, Huntsville's such a rocking place. I, we, this won't air for a couple of weeks, but here on Tuesday, October 25th, we're having the grand opening of a, of a new building, the Auburn University Research and Innovation Campus. So mm-hmm. that's right. it, it's such a place that we, we've got to establish residence there. Absolutely, and I'm, I'm excited about that. Unfortunately, I won't be able to attend. I've got another event, but uh, uh, the head, it, Rodney. I hope it's at the White House or something yeah. that you're missing. Uh, he said Las Vegas. Yeah. Oh, well, a, that, a that, works, yeah. that works. That works <laughs> Just yeah. as well. Yeah. <laughs> hey, can if I give you twenty, can you put it on black? <laughs> <laughs> That's uh, probably against some rule that I'm, I'll find out about later. But uh, no, I'm sure I'll be able to get a, a one-off tour there. But I'm looking forward to to seeing that and, yeah. and the presence that you guys are going to have there. Auburn already has a large presence right, in a number right. of people and alumni. I think uh, I had them do the math. Uh, uh, almost ten percent of the Marshall government employees have some Auburn degree. Wow. Yeah, I thought that Great. was pretty awesome. That's so, awesome. So that's how many is that? Like, uh, that's about a little over 200. God. Yeah. Yeah. So we have about uh, 2,000. More Eagle. Uh, More Eagle. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So uh, we have about 2,000 civil servants at Marshall and about another uh, 5,000 contractors uh, that work on site. I don't have the contractor data. There are many, many more Auburn graduates in our contractor ranks that support our missions and uh i don't even know what that number is so. wow that's awesome Pretty Pretty with that. well something obviously wanted to to bring up is artemis this mission now there's been some delays and word on the street is it at hand because somebody was trying to scrub something off the walls or there was some sort of some Bama fans got their dander up. <laughs> some, some some of the I think there's like three Alabama grads who work uh, at Marshall. Not the ten percent, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, and one of them one of them got upset that maybe a War Eagle was. Uh, is that what happened? War Eagle is written on the walls of a you know I don't know a cabin. Where do you where yeah. do you vandalize a, a rocket? I, I guess vandalize. I'm mean, not vandalize. I was about to say vandalize. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Clean her up. Since Joe's sitting in the room, I can. I can I can say that yeah I didn't I didn't realize that was going to be the headline of his article when it came out. Well, so it was I, just too perfect. Got, it was perfect. Uh-huh. I got a few phone calls on that. Did uh, you really? Uh, <laughs> the, uh, so so the the program manager for the Good space launch system uh, he is an Alabama fan uh, and, and our center director my boss Jody Singer is yep. an Alabama grad. Oh right, she that. gets a little credit because she did hire an Auburn deputy. So, there you go. Um, hey, it was time for Auburn to be back in the director's office, and I'm excited to serve that role so Amen. well so i mean is there any truth to it or are you just trying to impress joe no so we <laughs> we, we had we had a, a great employee opportunity uh, one of the pieces of hardware that we b- actually built manufactured at marshall was called the orion stage adapter it's a piece of aluminum that it, it kind of adapts between the the upper stage of the rocket and the orion capsule and um we let employees uh before we shipped it out we let them come in and sign their name on the inside of the 
of the of that piece. And so um, somebody wrote War Eagle mm-hmm. uh, in there uh, near their name. And uh, we had a number of astronauts that came in. We had some Apollo astronauts that came in and, and signed it. And uh, I also learned after that article, uh, some of my friends came out of the woodwork and said, yeah, I did too. Um, <laughs> and uh, one of the uh, – we on Artemis 1, we're going to have 10 – small CubeSat uh, satellites they're going to deploy after Orion separates. They're about the size of a shoebox. And one of those uh, is a partnership with Japan. And one of our engineers and integrators that led the work to get that uh, science experiment ready to go and on the vehicle is an Auburn grad. And so uh, they had a chance to sign that um, spacecraft and she sent me a picture, and it has a big warrig on it too. On so the that, on the actual satellite. On the, the actual chat? inside uh, panel of the satellite. So well, I know ten or so years ago, you we, know, the we had it in say War Eagle back, right? Yeah, I think some students sent a. There was one that rode a payload or part of the payload up there, and I think yeah, signaled it with Morse code or something that mm-hmm. it was online or whatever. I wonder if that's yeah, was signaled that, it back. Yeah, one of, one of the. I remember. Students, doing, I remember that you know? story. Um. Well, that's. Awesome. Good Good for the person that you're <laughs> yeah, talking well, about. And, let, and let's talk a little bit about Artemis. Uh, yeah. Very important, you know, for to get us, again, back to the moon and beyond. Uh, talk about this mission, just all the hard work, especially from Marshall, Marshall's perspective that you all have put in. And then what, is this, what does this do for our country? Yeah, absolutely. This is uh, it's, Artemis 1 is what we're looking forward to next. You mentioned some delays. We uh, – we had uh, it's a brand new rocket, right? And so we're learning what it takes to fuel the rocket to get it ready, uh, get it to the launch pad, and and we want to launch when we're ready. We want to launch when it's safe and when the when the hardware's telling us it's ready. Uh, so we're learning, and and that was that's part of testing. That's part of the process we lay in place. It took about five months for the first shuttle launch uh, before we got it off because again, it's a brand new vehicle. You're learning, so uh, we are excited about Artemis One. We've set a new launch date opportunity on November the 14th, uh, just after midnight. So night launch, we've got a backup opportunity on the 16th of November and the 19th. Uh, so we're getting ready to roll the vehicle back out of the, the VAB out of its garage here in the next uh, week or so, uh, and uh, we we think we're ready to go. We we've learned a lot. We understand some of the challenges we had with some of the leaks uh, that, that scrubbed us last time, and we've got those figured out. And so we feel pretty comfortable where we are, and the vehicle's in real good shape, and uh, we're ready to go launch. So Artemis 1 is an uncrewed flight. Uh, it's a test flight of the vehicle and the capsule. Uh, we have the first stage of fly, two solid rocket boosters. If you, if you ever saw a shuttle launch, uh, it had three main engines and two four-segment solid boosters. SLS has four main engines and two five-segment solids. So it is going to be quite the candle. Uh, just an awesome launch when we see it go off. Uh, and it will uh, has a second stage. It actually was built in Indicator at the ULA plant. Uh, and then after we separate the Orion capsule, it will do somewhere between a 25- and 40-day mission, depending on what our launch day is. Uh, and then it will come back in pretty hot and test the heat shields uh, on that capsule uh, to get ready for the crew flight. So Artemis 1, mission complete. We get Orion back two years later. Uh, we will launch the first astronauts on SLS and Orion. They will do uh, a trip around the moon, do a couple of laps, uh, probably a 20-day mission. Uh, and then Artemis 3 will set up for humanity's return to the moon, getting astronauts back on the surface. The first woman 
on the surface of the moon and the first person of color. And so we're super excited about that. Awesome. So awesome. why is it why is it important to get back to the moon? I mean, we've been there, done that, right? I mean, I mean, what, what's, why are we why are we doing it? That's a great question. There's a couple. We of left reasons. the flag. We got to go back and get That's the right. flag. Yeah, get the flag. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> it's the ultimate game of Armstrong the flag. left his keys. <laughs> <laughs> that's uh that's a good question and and that's one of the big differences this time going back is it's more than flags and footprints right we want to have a sustained presence where we can do science and do exploration on the moon we're going to a different place this time so we're going to the south pole for the first landing and the reason we want to go to the south pole is because we know that there is water ice under the surface uh, at the south pole we discovered that here in the last 10 or 15 years or so and why do we care? Well, with water, we can decompose that and make oxygen and hydrogen, which are two components of rocket fuel. And so the long-term ability to build to generate and actually produce rocket fuel on the surface of the moon saves a whole lot of uh, money and up mass to fly it from here on Earth. And so for us to be able to go to Mars, the, the, the big architecture and the plan is we want to be able to create our own uh, uh, propellant from those resources that are available. So we want to be able to go study that. We want to be able to get crews there on the surface for longer periods of time than we did on Apollo. They were usually there for no more than about three days. Uh, so we're looking at crew stays up to 60 days uh, once we have all the assets on the surface. So this is about establishing an outpost on the moon, not just going for a quick visit. It also provides us as a training ground to go to Mars because that is the ultimate goal. We want to get to the red planet we can test out the systems and the processes and the things we need on the surface of the moon that will prepare us for going to Mars. And that is that is the ultimate goal. So those are the two big whys behind why we're going back. Are you going to take Matt Damon just to be prepared? We, Someone with experience? We, yeah, growing potatoes, <laughs> that's, a key, that's a key thing. We, uh, uh, the, you know, it's interesting. The Martian actually had a lot of NASA consultation. There were there were a lot of things in there that were real. There well, were definitely well, some that weren't. But uh, was it Mike Ogles that when we talked to Mike, we we asked one of our guests which one was the most realistic, and they they said the Martian. I think they said sneakers. No, but I want to say I want to say I want to say that was Mike. It could have been. Yeah. So am I imagining a pit stop? on the moon to grab some more fuel? I mean, is that what we're talking about? And then, like, taking off to Mars? So, ideally, we'll have a fuel kind of production capability on the moon for the lander, so the crew lands, and then we get them off the surface. We're also we're looking at we will have fuel depots in orbit uh, along the way. So, basically, a gas station in orbit. Uh, that That's challenging because uh, some of the propellants, they they with the temperatures that we have to isolate, uh, they like to what we call boil off, and so we actually lose propellant. And so we're looking at different propellant types, uh, different propulsion types that don't have that problem. Uh, so that is another challenge. There's a lot of challenges to get to Mars, and that's really this moon mission allows us to practice those things, allows us to develop the technologies we need that are going to prepare us to go to Mars. This is really starting to look like the weekly reader graphics, you know, like in, in, in school and like the books, the space books. When you're talking about like 1999 or something like well, this, is really starting to well, look. I just like love it. you know gas gets real expensive. NASA's just like, well, we'll just make our own, <laughs> right. you know, right. just pipeline, yeah, more we'll like just, moon vein. Uh, yeah, just give me some moon water and I'll get this done. <laughs> wow. Well, let's talk. Uh, I mean, NASA's cool and all, but uh, Auburn. How'd you get to Auburn? 
Why? I mean, why? I mean, it's awesome, obviously, but like, so what? What about where? Where are you from originally? Yeah, I grew up in a small town, South Carolina. Small, small town called Charal. Uh, that uh, uh, you know, small textile town. You know, engineering was not a thing, but I, I just always grew up intrigued by space flight and aircraft and flying. And I really want to be a fighter pilot. Uh, my eyes weren't going to let me do that. Uh, had an opportunity to go to uh, a specialized school. I, I left home at 16 and went to the South Carolina Governor's School for Science and Math, which is like a, a residential high school. I spent my last two years living on a college campus, um, really studying advanced science and engineering and technology and uh, with college students. So we were kind of mixed in. And, and I really want to do aerospace. I knew for a long time I wanted to work for NASA. Uh, growing up as a kid, I, I recorded every shuttle launch, and then I'd go home and study them and just study them and study them. And when we had the Challenger accident, it was like I lost my seven best friends. And I knew then that I didn't want that to ever happen again, and I wanted – you know, they didn't get to complete their mission, right? And and that was uh, that was really a, a turning point for me as a kid. Um, and uh, I didn't know how I was going to get there, but when I started looking at – programs i mean auburn was had uh, a tremendous aerospace program uh i looked at a couple other schools um and we came to visit started my senior year and it was probably the comment my parents made said wow this is really a long drive to making a day and i'm thinking <laughs> okay <there. laughs> yeah. so it was far enough away from home that that mom and dad weren't going to show up on a sunday afternoon but if i really needed to get home and drive home i could it yeah. wouldn't be too bad so that good that, thinking that may have played into it a little bit but uh we i just fell in love with the campus and and um uh the professors and and had two of my uh, classmates were going to come to Auburn too. Uh, so there were three of us actually came out of that school that went into aerospace, uh, together. And, uh, and that's how I ended up here. So it was, uh, it was an easy sell once I came to visit. How, uh, you know, we, we say this on some things, where would fill in the blank be without Auburn? You know, talk about the role that Auburn has played with NASA, just the individuals. And then now, the, I mean, the partnerships we have with our ramp project and, and working on the upper stage, uh, you know, again, where would NASA be without Auburn? Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> Auburn's been had a history with NASA going back to the, the very beginning. N- not just the, the engineers that have been produced, the the business majors. I put up a slide today when I was talking to students to – to show them the, the, the communications uh, lead that helped me prepare for this talk I did today is an Auburn communications grad. So he works for NASA. Our uh, stakeholder lead that helps us interface and does a lot of our engagements with both industry and political stakeholders, uh, she's a marketing grad from Auburn. Uh, so it's not just engineers that we hire. Uh, and so the, the people that get produced out of the university obviously have had a, have their fingerprints on all of the missions that we've done, not, not to mention the astronauts that we've had, uh, that they, they've come out of the school. Um, that, that's really, you know, easy to talk about. Uh, what I like to talk about is, is, uh, all of the engineers and, and the people that have poured into these missions that you don't ever hear about, right? They're bringing their Auburn education, uh, and they're they're helping us accomplish these goals that we really that are national goals. These are not just Huntsville's goals or Marshall's goals. These are national goals that are set forth for the country for us to do space exploration. And so, to have that contribution to see how uh, Auburn engineers and and scientists and and marketing majors and communication majors all contribute to that mission is just it's just tremendous. And that uh, I think that's that's what I get excited about and proud of being an Auburn grad. I think we should do that. We could put on LinkedIn now. We interviewed 
And we help NASA. Joseph Pelfrey. Yep. Right. Absolutely. Auburn grads contributing to the artists. Well, we've had uh, Jan Davis mission. on here. Exactly. Jim Odom. Exactly. And who Absolutely. knows who we're ex- inspiring by these podcasts. Generations. Generations. Mm-hmm. Mike well, Ogles. We had our friend Mike. Uh, yeah. We'd be remiss. We, 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 we talked talk about, about Mike it. earlier. Uh, yeah. You said you had a Mike Ogles story. I, I want to hear. The, I want to hear a good Mike Ogles story. Joe said yeah. he was your mentor in the, yeah. in the story. Yeah. So <clears throat> Mike was uh, Mike was my first mentor. So when I hired, when I left Auburn, my first job was with uh, with a company in Huntsville that Mike was working for. And uh, within probably about four hours of being being uh, on the ground there, um, Mike comes and introduced himself to me. He you know, reached out to me as an Auburn grad. He ended up being the the guy who kind of trained me uh, on doing that first job, we were we were uh, called payload integrators. We were integrating science experiments that were flying to the space station, uh, and so he taught me how to do that job. And we worked alongside for a couple of years, and then he got promoted to go do bigger things. and And he handed off all of his experiments to me. He wanted me to have them and work them. And one of those was actually an Auburn experiment that we were working with uh, Dr. Tony Overfelt uh, that we were trying to get uh, flown to the space station, and so. Uh, from that point forward, Mike and I were just great friends and, and um, stay connected as he moved around in his career as I moved around in my career. And and then when he when he came to, to Auburn, you know, we, we obviously connected again to try to work through partnerships and opportunities. And the, the last time I actually saw Mike in person was uh, in February of 20. We, he um, helped me set up a management offsite to bring all of my leaders down here. Uh, we spent uh, two days in the Shelby Center. We had some internal work to do, and then we got to tour the university and hear from from some of the things you guys are doing. I wanted my folks to hear what's going on here, and um, and he and I got a chance to have dinner and and spend some time together. And uh, and um, you know, it's just yeah, he was a great friend, and and um, he would. We had that conversation uh, at dinner, and um, you know, he said uh, Todd May was a center director at one point. He was an Auburn grad, and and then he retired, and Jody moved up, and and uh, somebody else uh, that she had selected someone, uh, you know, somebody was the deputy, and Mike and I were talking. He said, "Hey, we we got to get you in the director's office. You know, we got to get Auburn back in the director's office." And so, I know he would be just cheering me on right now, and and uh, he he really poured into me, um, and uh, just uh, it gone too soon. So I, I miss Mike. I when I when I got the job, I I mean I missed. He was the first person I wanted to call and and tell and. Um, when I left my organization uh, to to come to this job, uh, they had a little going away party and and they gave me a gift. And what they gave me was um, Mike's daughter-in-law, Sarah, is doing. She's an artist and she's doing composites of Sanford Hall, and she's done one that's just a pencil drawing now about uh, a life unfinished. And she's got a story that goes with it. And I've got the 001 print from that. And oh, that's wow. what they gave me. And you can imagine the sure, allergies sure. were flaring up that day. Right? <laughs> sure, so, sure. So yes. I've got that, uh, you know, displayed in my home. And, and uh, just, you know, it's uh, Mike. Mike definitely had a big influence on my success and, and um, you know, just a great friend. Second guest that we ever had on this podcast was Mike. We would have had – he would have been our first, and we had the large tornado came through Beauregard and one of our – faculty members is you know is really one of the nation's best on some of the research with tornadoes so we had david on first and then we had mike on mike Uh, was the first good one 
So, <laughs> David, no, David, no, David. Oh, I'm just kidding. Oh, uh, but yeah, yeah, and uh, it was probably about a year ago. Well, and you know, Mike, um, yeah, right, a little over a year that Mike passed. Um, big Andy Griffith fan, yep, and uh, myself and Jeremy also happened to be, and we all three found out that we were kind of at the same time. So, if you ever watched Andy Griffith, they had the Esquire Club that mm-hmm. Barney wanted to be a part of. So, every about every month, we'd close my door at lunch, along with Tammy Walker and Doug Dickerson, that used to work with us. Put a sign on the door, Esquire Club, members only. And we'd sit in there and watch two episodes of Andy Griffith at random. So, we really missed that, man. Yeah, that's Mike, awesome. Mike, Mike was a treat. And what you said his daughter-in-law uh, is doing is amazing. Yeah. She's yeah. extremely talented. So. Yeah. No, and, uh, yeah, and the work uh, – the work y'all are doing is amazing to hear to hear these plans being laid out like this in actual concrete terms well this is how we're going to do it yeah you know yeah this is, it's, it's, well and you know i mean the when the uh, thank, thank god when the ex-president said a couple of years ago you know five years we're, we're right. going we're yeah. going back you know a lot of people were kind of really five years this, we're, yeah. we're getting it done well, and we have so much with the uh, you know additive manufacturing a lot of the advanced manufacturing being done with in came National Center for Additive Manufacturing Excellence. We've got rocket nozzles. We've got all sorts of things. And, yeah, when you talk about fingerprints, I mean, just orange and blue fingerprints all over this place. I mean, you shine a black light on that thing, and, I mean, War Eagle. There you <laughs> That's go. right. That's right. Yeah, the, the ramp project, and I know Mike was a big a big spearhead there. Uh, it, it's been a tremendous success, and, uh, and, and we're looking for the next things that are going to come. Advanced manufacturing, additive manufacturing is – is one of our key areas at Marshall, and that's a tremendous partnership we have with Auburn and and with the institute. Really, you know, growing in in Huntsville, I think uh, I think there's going to be a lot of new opportunities in the future. So, uh, it is going to take some orange and blue to get to the red planet. So, we're, we're looking forward to that. Mm-hmm. Thanks so much, Joseph, for taking your time for coming down here and uh, yeah, speaking to the students, speaking to us. And uh, I don't know. Hey, when he's the director, we're going to have him yeah, back I know. I can't, yeah, I can't yeah. wait to have you back. Yeah, you go. War Eagle, thanks for War Eagle, thank you. You're listening to the Hashtag Getting Podcast, brought to you by Auburn University's Samuel Ginn College of Engineering.